Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. Hello, everybody. Steve Green, the success doctor, back. Another podcast. I have a guest today. Everybody knows I get excited, and uh, we are going to learn a lot today about some things I don't usually talk about. So get your pencils, put your thinking caps on, get ready. My guest today is Audra Zook. Audra, how are you? I'm doing well today. How are you? Awesome. I'm always awesome. I'm I'm happy. (laughs) I love having discussions like this. I love talking about education. Audra is a specialist in something I don't do. Make the Grade does many things, but I do not do prep for a couple of the more advanced tests, uh, specifically the GMAT and the GRE, which is Audra's specialty. So let me tell you a little bit about her, then we're going to jump right into it. Audra is a tutor. She is based in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. You don't have a New York accent, though, because you're from Pittsburgh. So you have a Pittsburgh accent living in New York. Anyway, she specializes in the GMAT and GRE prep Over six years of experience teaching one-on-one in the classroom and teaching students of all ages and skill levels. Personally, she's achieved top scores in several standardized tests. 750 out of 800 at GMAT, super impressive 98th percentile. And this is even more impressive to me, 335 out of 340 on the GRE. That's really, really good. She's got a Bachelor of Arts uh, from St. John's College in Maryland. And And this is pretty cool. Double major. Philosophy and the History of Mathematics and Science. We'll have to talk about that. And a double minor in Classics and Comparative Literature. So a very sagacious and erudite guest today. Uh, she, before she started tutoring, she was a teacher in Arizona. So you've, you've gotten around a little bit. Yeah. So um, let, let's, let, let's uh, start here. Uh, GRE, GMAT. Just tell everybody what they are, what the purpose of them is, and maybe a little bit about how you got involved in this. Yeah, so the GRE is uh, the graduate school admissions test. So you can use that for a variety of graduate programs. It's the most common test that you'd be asked to take when you go to graduate school. Um, And then the GMAT is the admissions test for business school specifically. Now, uh, today a lot of business schools do accept both the GMAT and GRE, but the GMAT is still preferred a little bit more. It's what uh, business schools used to rank themselves. Um, and so I, I got involved. Um, I took the GRE when I was still in uh, college and I got a good score. And uh, then I was looking for a job and some people needed tutoring. And so I started tutoring it and it just went on from there. Um, and then I had a friend say, hey, you should look into the GMAT as well. And so I did that and I started working on that too. So all that, I mean, you got such impressive scores, but you never actually went to grad school yourself. That's that's true. That's true. Um, although although in the in the future I may I may be doing so. So to be specific, a GRE would be taken by a, uh, a junior in college, senior in college, preparing to go to graduate school for general whatever PhD, EDD in my case. Uh, GMAT specifically business school. Somebody going for an MBA, something like this. Um, the the what do you what do you think the biggest challenge is for these tests? I mean, 
uh, where, where do you see people struggle or, or where do you, why would they need a tutor or, or help for these exams? So a lot of times, actually, I would get students, not when they're junior in college, but maybe five, 10 years out of school. And uh -huh. it's been such a long time since they've taken a test that they're really anxious about it. Um, and, you know, maybe especially for the math portion, they may not remember any of the formulas or anything like that. And so it can be kind of intimidating. Um, and so, um, you know, actually taking it in your junior year of college is a great idea because then you're much better set up for success because you're already in that academic environment. So, yeah, I would say that, that just kind of the testing environment itself is something that students uh, can struggle with a lot. Yeah, I see that a lot with SATs and ACTs, where it, you know the standardized tests are an issue for people. Um, you don't do them very often, so you don't have a chance to get that yeah. good at them. Um, break down both tests for the listeners here. So, what the GRE involves? What what would people have to be competent with to score well on that test? So there are three sections in the GRE. There's the uh, verbal section, um, which is um, so kind of basic reading comprehension, um, but also um, analyzing arguments. Um, and um, let's see, there's, there's another part to it. Oh, and um, sort of sentence completion. So, um, so that's a little different. So that's actually kind of a lot of vocabulary. Um, so knowing what words go in, in the blanks of sentences, what makes sense in the context. Um, so that's one major part, the verbal. Um, and then there's the quantitative or math portion. Um, and that covers a lot of the same content as the SAT and ACT. Um, actually, a little, a little bit less. It doesn't, it doesn't cover um, trigonometry, you know, or algebra two type concepts. Okay. Um, uh, but there is a quantitative comparison part of that um, math section yeah, where they got rid of on the SATs. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that that can be a bit of a of a challenge where you you basically have two quantities and you're trying right. to determine if one's bigger than the other, if they're equal, or if so you. Those can't of tell. us who've been tutoring since Abraham Lincoln was president, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I worked, I helped you with them for a long time, and they they were always problematic. Mm -hmm. I got to ask you a question because I know my audience wants to know the answer to this. Yeah. Are the readings on the GRE just as interesting, exciting, and captivating as the ones on the SAT and ACT? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a little bit of sarcasm, or just a little mm -hmm. bit of sarcasm. Okay. So, um, GRE, is it fair to say it's kind of sort of like uh, an SAT next level or ACT uh, structure? Yeah. I, I, I would say so. Um, and, you know, big difference is that it is on the computer, um, which oh, I know they're, work, they're working on putting SAT, ACT on trying, the computer, but, yes, um, but it's not. So that's, that's a little different. You know, sometimes that can take students a Is it exclusively bit. online or is there still a paper version at all? I think there is a paper version in some countries, um, okay. you know, not, not the U.S. if they have a lot like of Kazakhstan trouble. Kazakhstan or somewhere. Right? Something like that. Um, okay. So I think they do still give it, but it's, it's pretty rare. If, if you're taking the, okay. the test in, you know, the, the U.S., you know, you're, you're going to be taking okay. it on the computer. Uh, so, the, yeah, there, yeah, there is, a, there was, well, with, just to date this, uh, whenever people are listening, we are still in the middle of this whole COVID shut-in uh, phase, although it's kind of sort of loosening up. But uh, one of the discussion points was the potential of that accelerating the ability to take an SAT online, maybe even at home, which mm -hmm. didn't happen. And they've canned that uh, plan, at least for now. But 
Uh, GMAT, let's break it down. So GMAT is graduate management. What's the MEA stand? Um, I know uh, T is test. I got that. Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, graduate man- management aptitude test. Aptitude. Um, I wouldn't say aptitude yeah. or acuity. I knew it was a fancy word. Okay, so I graduate from college. I want to go to Harvard Business School mm-hmm. or whatever, any business school, Fox Business School, that's near me at Temple. Um, I take this test specifically. How close is it to the GRA? Do they overlap? Are they completely different animals? Tell us about it. Um, so they, they do they do overlap in that they have approximately the same section, verbal, quantitative, uh, writing. Didn't get to that with the GRE, but just, you know, write, writing an essay. Um, and the GMAT has an additional section, the integrated reasoning section. Um, and um, so the, but I would say that the uh, GMAT, especially the quantitative section, is is a bit more challenging. Um, it's just kind of like a, a next level. The, the concepts are about the same that you would need to study, but the way that they weave them into questions and, you know, make it very tricky to figure out the answer, um, you know, just kind mm-hmm. of brings it to another level. Yeah. Um, and um, and the, for as for the verbal on the GMAT, um, one big difference from the jury is it does not have the um, sentence completion type questions. So if vocabulary is an issue, you know, for students trying to choose between, sometimes the GMAT can, can be a better bet for that. Gotcha. Um, okay. One big difference with the GMAT is it is adaptive by question. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with the GRE, um, you know, you take the first section, which is just a mix of easy mm-hmm. and difficult questions. And then the next section you take, say in math, is going to be adapted to your level. For oh. the GMAT, it's every single question. So if you get the first question right, you're going to get a harder question. If you get and that so question right. And eventually yeah. it hits a point where you're going to struggle somewhat. Yeah, yes. And, and because of that, you also can't go back to previous questions. You have to give your final answer and, and just move on. Um, mm. And so that, you know, and so I think that that too also makes well, it a more pretty, that's pretty challenging sneaky. test. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so sneaky they are. But, pe- but see, this is where knowledge is power, right? Mm-hmm. A person that might go into a test like this, um, I don't want to use the word unprepared, but, but without some knowledge like this, uh, this would be a test-taking strategy, right? Just like there's all kinds of strategies for the SAT mm-hmm. and the ACT that people like me teach. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your program. So I come to you, I say, Audrey, I haven't been in school in 27 years. Uh, my job wants me to go get a master's. Uh, help me with the GRE or whatever. Where, where would you start? What would be, do we just jump in the deep end and say, you know, but is, is there a ramp up? Do you do an assessment? Uh, so, what's, what's your model? Yeah, so um, many times I would suggest taking a practice test at the beginning to understand your level. Um, however, for some people, you know, especially like you mentioned, you know, if you've been away from school for a long time, some people say, I really have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and so if they say that, probably taking a practice test might not be the best first step because it's, it's just going to be overwhelming. Also, there's a limited number of official tests, um, which, you know, maybe is, is, again, you know, slightly different from SAT, ACT, where, you know, there mm-hmm. may be plenty of paper tests. But for this, because it's on the computer and adaptive, there's a limited number of tests. And so, you know, you might want to wait. So in that case, I might just start, you know, just by, you know, kind of asking their comfort level. And then, you know, we'll just kind of start going through um, the basic concepts and then, you know, just kind of see from there might take, uh, you know, kind of going through a few problems and then I can kind of see what sort of study plan might work for them. And then we can develop more of a structure for, uh, for our tutoring sessions. 
Interesting. Steve Green, I am here with Audra, Audra Zuck. Uh, this is the Make the Great podcast. The goal of the Make the Great podcast is to give everybody actions you can take right away to maximize your education. Today we're talking about some more advanced tests, graduate school admissions tests, appropriate for a student or not even a student, maybe somebody going back, trying to get into graduate school or a specialty school, business school, things like this. Um, is it, does it make sense uh, to counsel a student, maybe it, while they're, let's say, at their, uh, I don't know if this is the right use of the word, but kind of like their highest academic prowess is probably towards the end of their college career, right? They're yeah. used to studying, they're on a roll. Uh, does it make sense to just take the test almost as a hedge just to have it in your portfolio? Because you may, you know, obviously kids out of college want to get a job, they want to work, they want to make money or start a business, whatever. Uh, but maybe three, four year, years later, now they're more, they're wanting to go back. So, you know, maybe it makes sense to just to take the test or tests just to have the scores. What's your view on that? I think that's a great idea because the scores uh, for both tests are good for five years after you take them. So that can be a great asset. Um, I've certainly had many students come to me, um, you know, maybe three, four years down the road and, you know, they're really worried about this part of their application. That can be a big concern. It can be a big roadblock. Maybe they have everything else ready, but they just have to get a good score on this test. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think if you can do that while you're in college and you're in that academic mode, that's going to be an asset for you when you apply to graduate school later. Um, talk, talk about this. Uh, and I'll put the background here is typically getting into college, which is more of what I deal with. Mm -hmm. Number one is almost always great. GPA, course rigor, probably two SAT, ACT. Then you got all the extracurriculars. If somebody's at graduate school really has a different viewpoint, I mean, maybe, you know, like a med school, either looking at your grades, but mm -hmm. um, if somebody's out 10 years and they've had a job and they're going back to grad school, they don't have grades, right? Do they look mm -hmm. back at your transcripts from college or? I do. Uh, I do believe that they do. Um, that, that, can, that can still be important um, later. What do you, how do you feel about, um, I guess there's a, a sort of a traditional grad school path, right? Like you go to college, this is what I did. You go to graduate school. Um, it's almost like uh, the fifth year of college, not academically, but in a sort of just time, temporal sense. Um, do you have any viewpoint on these accelerated, like the, like the 12 month MBA, you know, where you're going at night or taking it online or uh, what are they, executive MBA? I, I can't remember. They have different names for them. I, I see billboards, you know, for mm -hmm. college. It's, it's big business for a school, right? Uh, to sell them. It, it, is, is there any difference in how somebody would prepare, uh, you know, in terms of getting into a program like that with someone like you versus a more traditional two, three year master's doctoral sort of program? Yeah. So, there is, yes, yeah, so there is the executive MBA assessment, which is kind of like a miniature GMAT. Okay. Um, so it's uh, 90 minutes versus over three hours. Wow. Um, and so they accelerate the test and they the accelerate MBA. the test. Yeah. yeah. Um, Very and, <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that that definitely can be a great option for somebody who has extensive work experience. Um, because I think in that case, they aren't so concerned with getting that really high GMAT score like they are for regular MBA attendees. You know, that's like a big deal for the, the rankings mm -hmm. for these schools. 
Um, So for that, the preparation would be about the same, although it probably could be shortened a little bit just because there's only, uh, I think it's 14 questions for, you know, quant and verbal. Um, That's it. So, you know, it's, it's not as intense preparation, but it would be of the same nature. Hmm. Uh, Your typical student, is there a profile of who you're looking for? Uh, You know, who you typically would prefer to work with maybe or you feel you can get the most success with? Um, so I think um, really, I mean, I just really like working with students who are dedicated to put in the work to, you know, to make that, that score happen because it, you know, it d- does take a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of work between sessions and everything. So, you know, somebody who really would like to work consistently, um, you know, um, I, I get a lot of students, you know, who might be, you know, sort of in the, um, you know, sort of at, you know, maybe a middle score and, you know, bringing them up to, um, you know, a really competitive score, you know, that's, you know, kind of student that, you know, I really like working with. I guess it's the same as colleges. In the more competitive grad schools, you need to hire mm-hmm. GRE, just like you need to hire yeah. SAT or ACT to get into a more competitive university. Um, how do people reach you? I, I, I know it's a very difficult website you have. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm joking. Uh, how would somebody get a hold of you? How would, how about if they wanted to contact you? Um, yeah, so definitely, you know, they can, they can go to my website, um, uh, audrazook.com. A-U-D-R-A-Z-O-O-K. Yes. Yep. Good. Uh, yeah. And um, I also have um, some email, um, azooktutoring at gmail.com. Um, and um, you can also, um, you know, just call or text. Um, you know, my phone number is 702-883-6536. Um, so really any of those, those methods are perfectly fine. And you got a Facebook group or Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, Audra Zook Tutoring. Check that out. Um, I got to ask you this. History of math and science. What, do you, what, do you, what did you study? Is it about the people? Is it about like the, the great discoveries? It, it sounds like a, I mean, how many people could have been in that major? <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, so it's, yeah, it's a really, really good question. So I, so actually the college I went to, St. John's College, um, has, um, has no majors um, officially. Um, it's, uh, everyone does the same program. It's what's called a, a great book school. Oh, um, interesting. I don't know if, if you've heard of that. So um, the idea is, you know, studying um, foundational texts of uh, Western civilization. Oh, so all the way so from like, like, like liberal arts, even of liberal arts yeah yes yeah. so yeah it's oh. like uh, yeah liberal liberal arts um and so the um and so the you know major you know technically have a you know ba in, in liberal arts and that's equivalent to a double major in history mathematics of science and is there uh, any uh, particular tidbit that stood out to you in the history of math and science um Let's see. Oh, uh, well, I'll put you um, on the spot. Yeah. So no, um, working. So we actually work through, uh, Newton's Principia for, uh, physics. Uh, so reading in, in its original Latin text, um, in the, uh, yeah, no, um, that would be, but, but like, I, that would be very impressive. <laughs> but I mean, we did, we did read, you know, the, the original wow. uh, writing and work through his proofs. Um, and, you know, it just kind of goes to show that sometimes the original um, sort of recording of these ideas are not the most clear, um, it, you know, sure. it's very, very challenging to work through, uh, but rewarding. Um, hmm. So, um, so, you know, the, the idea from the program is you're really seeing these developments as, you know, the people who made them saw it and, and working through along with them. You think he really got hit by an apple on his head? <laughs> is, that, is that just an urban legend? I don't know. <laughs> might might uh, be. It's hard to say. 
I had to write a report about Isaac Newton. I think I was in freshman in college. I forget now. I had to write like a 10-page paper about him. Yeah, that was his big work, the Principia. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Um, although he wrote many things. Um, what, uh, wh- what do you look at here? Let's look down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, in my world, SAT, ACT prep, I, one of the common questions I get from parents is, my kid's going to a test optional school. I don't need these tests, but should I take them anyway, just in case? Um, I foresee a day, it may not be in my tutoring lifetime, uh, where these tests are uh, obsolete. You know, I mm-hmm. think the schools are going to look at people. I don't know when it's going to be. I think they're so ingrained. You know, they've been around 60, 70 years. Uh, what's your opinion on the status of the GRE that way uh, or the GMAT or maybe just all these tests, period? Where, where do you see this in 5, 10 20 years or whatever? So I definitely think that there is a push to start phasing these tests out for a variety of reasons. But as you said, they, they are very ingrained in the system, particularly, uh, particularly for the GMAT and the ranking. That's a very important part of it. And so, um, and, you know, GMAT score can even matter when you're getting a job, uh, things like that. Um, really? You know, it can be, huh. it can be pretty important. Um, so, I, so I think that they're, while they may be going out eventually, they're going to remain relevant for at least, you know, the next five years, probably beyond that. Um, so I think that, you know, and it's always, and even if, you know, say your school doesn't require it, I think it's always, it's always a boost to your application if you can show that. You well, know, especially you're if on the, the back end, you need it in the job process too. Maybe it's like almost like a tiebreaker. You get two people coming yeah, out of a really competitive yeah. program. Somebody gets a 20 point higher score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, from a business standpoint, obviously, because this is what you do, you don't want the test to go out too soon because you got a few years left to work. Um, mm-hmm. What about you personally? Uh, you mentioned maybe you, you might go back to school someday, but uh, you, where do you see your business or your, you know, yourself going? I mean, sometimes it's like this, you know, you, I didn't know yeah. I was going to be where I am now 20 years ago, but uh, do you have any particular professional goals or personal goals you want to share? Um, yeah, so so actually, um, I will be um, entering a, a graduate uh, program, um, a master's in uh, computer and information technology yeah. at University of Pennsylvania. Um, oh. So I haven't started yet, but I, I will be I will be doing that um, an online program, which is very very fortunate for these times. Yeah, I was going <laughs> um, to say you're moving to well. that's, that's not no. far from me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's something um, I'm going to be. Uh, working on, you know, for the, for the next few years. Um, and, you know, definitely during that time, I'm, I'm going to be um, tutoring and, you know, I'm, I'm excited about continuing to, to build my, my tutoring business as well. Well, very impressive background here, Audra. Super, super. I mean, these, the, if you don't know anything about these tests, her scores are like top, I mean, nationally, really impressive. Um, you have any, just anything else you want to share? Uh, AudraZook.com. Check her out, uh, if you, especially if you need help with this. Um, anything, you know, just personal interests or anything that you want to just share with the, uh, the audience here? Um, well, I guess, I guess as far as uh, personal um, interest, um, I am in a virtual uh, sketch comedy group um, mm. right now uh, called Punchline Loading. Um, like an improv can, kind of thing? Um, it's not, not, not improv. It's, uh, it's written by, by us, by the members in the, in the team. So we actually started as an in-person group right before well, COVID no, hit. Right. Um, and we were all excited for our second show. And then that, that never happened. 
um, but we're but we're continuing to do virtual shows online. So um, that's kind of something sort of fun stuff, to do. Something? Yeah, comedy. Mm-hmm. Ah, I used yeah. to be a teacher. Now I have no class. <laughs> <laughs> about that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you can put that in your act. <laughs> um, no, that's, see, that's interesting. Uh, so eventually, eventually, you would sort of you know do it in a club or a whatever a, a, you know theater, I guess, at some point. Yeah, you we gotta were, start someplace, yeah. you know. Yeah. Interesting. There you go. Um, all right. Well, Steve Green, once again, the Make the Grade podcast, uh, all about actions you can take. This is a little bit of a niche. You know, we don't talk about GRAs and GMATs as much in the Make the Grade world, but it's it's out there, and somebody, some of you are going to get to that point in your journey. I am really happy to have Audra Zook on, expert in this, not, and she's walking the walk and talking the talk, but she's taking the test and helping people to improve themselves. Audra, uh, anything you want to leave the audience with here? We're going to wrap it up in a few minutes. Yeah, definitely. So, so just one thing, you know, I always think about with, with a test is um, sometimes students can get really frustrated when they encounter something that they don't know. Um, and I think, especially for these adaptive tests, there, there will be some stuff that maybe you don't necessarily not know, but maybe it's going to be a struggle to do it in the, the time required. And, um, you know, and so it can be, re- so I think it's just really important to realize that you are going to encounter those struggles sure. and just be mentally prepared for that. And no standardized test, you know, sometimes you do just have to, um, you know, pick something and, and move on so that you can make the whole test good rather than just that question good. Um, and no different really than uh, probably any test. That's good yeah, advice for, for any test. Yeah, you know, if absolutely. You're, you're, no, not, nobody gets 100 on everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes you just make mistakes, but sometimes it's just challenge. So you got to mm-hmm. stick with it. This is where you falling back on a system and a plan is so valuable. Yes, yeah. Um, I, one thing I will, I will cause I, I, let me throw this in, something I kind of forgot to ask you. The, the mm-hmm. SATs and the ACTs are, are pretty much deadline-based. You know, there's an SAT in July or August and whatever. GRE, as far as I remember, you can schedule as you want, right? I mean, you, go to, you call up and schedule it and you go to a test center. Um, typically, how long does somebody need to prep for GRE? If somebody's going to take the GRE October or whatever, how long do you like to have a student that you're working with so you feel you can really give them a good, solid prep? I would suggest about three months. Okay. I think that's kind of the, the sweet spot of having enough time to prepare, but not so much that it's overwhelming. Yeah, or just boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, so re- absolutely. No, not that you're boring, but I mean, mm-hmm. but these things are so repetitive. I mean, it's yeah. just the same thing again and again and again. Um, all right. Well, this has been very interesting. I, le- I learned I learned a lot. Uh, this comedy thing intrigues me as well. We'll have to talk about it <laughs> offline. Uh, what's your favorite food in Brooklyn? I don't know. Let's get some of the human interest stuff here. Um, favorite food in Brooklyn. If you don't, um, Brooklyn very famous for its restaurants and food. I'm not that you can go out now, but um, well, let's see. This, this might this might not be a um a very uh um cultured answer, but I, I really love I really love sushi. But I love that anywhere. Um, okay. But there's a restaurant right right across the the street that, oh, that I really great. really love. So. I don't know if it's known yep. for its sushi. I know it's probably not known for its sushi, but that that's that's the answer. I'll I give. think Brooklyn. I think like pizzerias. I think. Uh, Italian restaurants. I'm sure there's t- tons of good food up there. Yeah. Brooklyn, I think if, if Brooklyn, if somebody told me if it was, if it was its own city would be like the fifth or sixth biggest city in the country. Um, mm. cause, Cause it's part of New York. Yeah. It's part of, yeah, part of New York city. Yep. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. Well, thank you so much. Wrap this up again. Audra's look. Thank you for coming on the make the great podcast.
Uh, I hope to have you back someday because I think there's a lot more we could talk about. But I would encourage uh, my people out there, if you need help with this or you know somebody who does, please reach out to Audra. I think she do an awesome job prepping you for these really important tests because these are career-based stuff. By the time you get into these tests, it's not just to go to college. This is really, you know, you're building your community, you're building your resume, and you're moving from there. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff coming up on these podcasts. We have a bunch of guests over the next uh, six or eight weeks. I think you're going to find this very interesting. As always, please leave comments. Please leave suggestions. Please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, please share it. I really feel that the more people that hear this information, you get access to it, the more people we're helping. And that is really my mission in the biggest picture. So Steve Green, the success doctor, Audra, thank you for one last time. And we will see you next time. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.